Good evening, everyone. The talks I've been giving this year actually have a bit of a theme going through them, um, which I'll spell out a little bit before I go into this talk. But I'm tending to focus on the first of those, those practice principles, the first one being caught in the self-centred dream. And what I'm focusing on is how um, it's not just an illusionary kind of state that we're in, um, but it's also driven by emotion. And that, that fundamental emotion that it's driven by is fear and its companion, anger. We usually go together, but anger and fear are about our very, very fundamental emotions that drive our life. And they do have a function in a biological sense. But in human beings, they get caught up in driving a whole lot of illusory thinking about being, you know, um, uh, missing out and being driven for status and power and things like that that we think are going to make us happy. Um, but they're just driven by fear. And the awakened life, you could say, is, a, is a, beyond those basic survival functions of fear. The awakened life is a, is a life of no fear. That's, that's the actual emotional character shift that actually occurs as we do this practice. And sometimes it can happen suddenly for people, but sometimes it's a gradual process that happens over months and years of practice. But if, it, if I can say if it's actually moving in some transformational way, it, it's, it's moving in the direction of seeing through fear, you know, not being driven by fear in many of its different forms. But for this talk tonight, to follow on that theme, and this, this talk has got a somewhat um, peculiar title, and its title is The Illusory Cigarette Box of Samsara. And um, when, if we look at um, the self-centred dream, we often think, oh, I'm not, I'm not caught up in a self-centred dream, you know, I'm not really status-seeking or fixed to an identity or, or anything like that. But if you look at um, the ad advertising of cigarettes, you know, um, and now we've gone to plain packaging because they realise that the fancy packages and all the advertising that came with it actually worked so successfully to get people hooked on nicotine. And the advertising of cigarettes and how effective it has been it is an illustration of really how so many of us get caught up in a self-centred identity. And um, because if you look at cigarette packets, like remember Rothman's packets, they're kind of, when you look at them, they're rather beautiful, aren't they? Like this neat little package that pops open and inside of these beautiful long looking, you know, quite attractive aesthetic looking long sticks, you know, with a little yellow filter on the end, you know. So it all looks very beautiful. I mean, they're actually cancer sticks, you know, but the way they present it, it looks, it's quite attractive, you know. And, um, and when you think of the advertising that went behind um, the selling of cancer sticks, is that you would have, like, like Marlboro Man, right, for example. Now, Marlboro Man represents the alpha male, you know, who's just a really cool guy who doesn't worry about anything. And, and advertisers know this, and so if they have 
Marlborough man out there on his horse, Jim on the prairie, you know, smoking a cigarette, there's a there's a, a someone there's, some, there's something inside of us at least as males that identifies with it. Oh, I'd like to be like him, you know. So we've got this little identity in ourselves that we'd really like to be a really cool alpha male, right? And if we smoke cigarettes like he does, then somehow we magically become one, right? That's the illusion of advertising because we're actually caught in some self, little self-centered dream of what we think we will be, and. It's not real, but in a sense we think it is real and we buy the cigarettes and we die. Mm -hmm. Or if you're a woman, you know, you, 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 you see an advertisement of some very beautiful, sophisticated, aristocratic women, woman with um, long white gloves or whatever, smoking a cigarette, you know, and it's like, oh yeah, well, I'd like to be like that. And we, so we get caught up in the illusion and we smoke cigarettes and poison ourselves out of an illusion. It's all an illusion. But it works. They don't spend millions of dollars on advertising for nothing. And they're, they're clever. They know what, what we're hooked on that will give us status. So it might be being alpha male and really strong and powerful and cool, or it might be being a beautiful, sophisticated woman. But again, like if you want to sell pharmaceutical drugs or get doctors to sell them for you, then, then um, you get doctors to think that they're the smartest people in the world who would never fall for advertising. But they do. It works. Mm -hmm. And if you're a person who thinks, well, I'm, I'm not into status, all those kind of things, I'm really un unconventional, um, I'm just a really cool dude, well, then they create figures that sell cigarettes who are just really cool dudes, and you get caught up anyway, right? So whatever identity you think you are, you're... Your, um, whatever identity you're, you're caught up in, not only with advertising but with life in general, you're vulnerable to being hooked. Right? You, you're vulnerable to being hooked into the, the delusion of all the baubles that life offers you. Mm -hmm. And then you're, you're, you're vulnerable to be manipulated by praise, blame, you know, gaining, losing, pleasure, pain, fame, ignominy, you're hooked into all of that and it's all driven by fear, all of it, you know, it's like fear of missing out or fear that I won't be good enough. And we do run, <coughs> people quite frequently mention to me, you know, that people say, I, I don't actually have a very positive view of myself, I have a, a negative frame or a negative story that's going on inside of me. But what goes along with that, yeah, but I wish I wasn't like that, I wish I was this, I wish I was higher up the, the scale of status, you know, and everything was going okay. And that's how we get, that's how we get hooked in. And to go back to the analogy of, of cigarettes, you know, and the way it's beautified and sold to us, um, but we start smoking them and we think we do it just because we enjoy it, you know. But what's really happening is that we're addicted to nicotine and it's a poison and it's bad for our health and it causes cancer. And the same way when we're caught up in the illusory world, well what got us there but, and what keeps it going in a circular pattern is we've been, we've been hooked in by greed and hatred and ignorance. Mm -hmm. Grasping, aversion, you know, apathy. We're hooked in and they're, they're poisonous. 
like the nicotine is poisonous and we keep, the more we're caught, caught by the illusion, we more smoke the drug and we more get caught up in greed and hatred and ignorance and we kind of psychologically poison ourselves through all of that. Mm -hmm. And what's, what's the opposite of it? It's giving up the addiction. You know, it's breaking, breaking that addictive cycle of greed, hatred and ignorance that's driving towards some idealised version of what we're going to be. That's being caught in the self-centred dream. You know? And if you break out of that, we're all, it's like we all are caught in an addiction cycle. That's basic Buddhist psychology. When we're not caught in that addictive dream, self-centred dream anymore, it's like someone giving up smoking. They wake up in the morning and they have a deep breath of fresh air. Just that fresh air. They're not stale. The mind is not stale anymore. It's clear. And so you're able to just enjoy your life in a non-addictive kind of way. Mm -hmm. that, that, in a sense, sums up what the whole, the whole process of practice is. That's why it's important to go back and look at these principles that we recite, you know, not just do it rote, but sort of understand how that relates to me, not to someone else or just some general view of the world, but actually how it actually relates to me. We're all caught up in the self-centred dream, including me. Um, but the more you practice, the more you, you see through it, the, the less addicted you get to grasping for gain and, and, and praise and pleasure and, and fame and having an absolute fear of the opposite. It's, it sort of dissolves, doesn't, doesn't have any magic power over you anymore. So Zen practice is, in summary, recognising the illusion that we're caught up in and, and recognising at an emotional level the fear that drives the whole thing. And what we shift out of is into a much more clear-eyed way of looking at the world where we just see it as it is and there's no, um, no, no fear beyond what is survival fear. And even that diminishes too because we're not so scared of dying. <laughs>